Round one, go. It's true. Uh, Marty took a vacation last week, but he's back. This is Doug Bassler. This is Marty McClendon, the one that gets thrown out of the bus all the time. This is Doug and Marty versus the world. We know Doug is telling the truth. Well, he tells the truth. He just jokes a lot. There we go. I, it, it, it actually was my fault that we took last week off and did the repeat. We're sorry. Every now and then a guy's got to go Christmas shopping, dude. Christmas is like in a few days. I know. I know. Merry Christmas in advance Christmas to all to of you, our listeners brother. across Eastern Washington and to you, Doug, and to our special guest today. Now with this, Doug, think about this. Most of the time, isn't the mail, uh, aren't we supposed to go Christmas shopping on like the 24th? But with this whole, everything that's going on, it's almost impossible. So um, I was told this year by my wife, which uh, thank God I have a great wife. She goes, tell you what, I got everything taken care of. You just worry about me. I'm like, okay, send me a list. She sent me a list. I took care of it online and we're done. So there you go. <laughs> the most prepared I've ever been, bud. So. You know, there's something to be thankful for in 2020. Marty's Christmas shopping is already done. That's just plain wrong and on, on a, a lot of levels. And right. so you and I are going to have a, a talk after the program about what it means <laughs> to be a real man. So um, <laughs> even with the truck and the motorcycle, come on. Yes. Yeah, oh, brother. You know, it, first of all, it's a Ford. And second of all, it's a BMW. So I'm sorry. We are going to have to have a talk about ram products and suzuki's okay and then we can talk about what real men do we need sponsors but actually what's funny about it is that we actually have a great guest today i don't want to jump the right to it but i don't know how much time we have him with him yep. but talk about manhood isn't it, when you think about what the bible says about being a man right it means someone who would lay down their life for their wife right and for their family like jesus laid down his life for the church right uh someone who will pray someone who will fight what they believe in as well. It's more, so. it's more than pickups and barbecue. Is that what you're yes, saying? Yes, that's what I'm saying. So uh, well, pickups and barbecue are still great. Why don't you introduce our guest, brother? Okay. <laughs> um, our guest is the founder and uh, I guess in charge of uh, Patriot Prayer, uh, Joey Gibson. We've had him on the show a few times. It's been a while, though, for our listeners who don't know. Um, um, we've early on in Doug and Marty versus the world, um, not mo early on in Eyes on Washington, even. Um, I remember a couple of different events at the UW um, where he was brand new on the scene. And then, of course, he ran for the U.S. Senate back a few years ago and got a chance to see him on the campaign trail. And we ran into him several times over the last couple months as well. What a passionate, uh, passionate for Christ, passionate for this country, young man. And I'll still say that because we're older than he is. So Joey Gibson is our guest today. Joey, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. It's really good to be here. Hey, why don't you just uh, bring us all up to speed? How did Patriot Prayer get started? Yeah, so Patriot Prayer has gone through uh, some major changes. Um, in the beginning, the thing that got me started was in 2016, I saw people um, leaving a Trump rally in San Jose. Um, and I just saw people getting beat up in the streets and the police did nothing to help them. And that really upset me. It made me angry and it also scared me because it's really concerning if, if we as Americans uh, are, are too afraid to go listen to someone speak, especially if he's running for the president of the United States of America. Um, and so originally what I did is I went into the far left areas where the police were standing down um, and focused on that basically to fight for free speech and to kind of show like what they were doing. What they were doing at that time is the media would say, you know, Trump supporters are racist over and over and over again. 
Uh, politicians would do the same thing. They would drum up all these violent protesters, and then they would have the local police stand down, usually by order of the mayor, because the mayor usually runs the local police um, in these big cities. And so that was what my focus was for a year and a half. And over time and, and through um, learning and through praying and maturing and um, understanding that, you know, my like having self-respect, like my time is important and it's better spent with people who, who want to spend time with me, not people who want to spit my face or assault me. And so um, over time, I started to put a lot more focus in encouraging small cities, small towns across primarily Washington state who still believe in the constitution, still believe in God, encourage them to stand tall now, fight for freedom now before your town turns into something like Portland or Olympia or Seattle. And so that's been my focus the last two years. And and amazing, amazing focus. And uh, so thank you for doing that, Joey. That's awesome. Just this week, Joey, and I'm not sure if you were involved or any, if you were anywhere close to Olympia. Um, it's interesting. They're talking about a shooting. Now, I don't get to put this on you. I'm just saying that what you were saying, though, four years ago was how the media portrayed things, how the cops would step down and not do anything. I read an article and I know exactly how the taint is, but it said basically that three different um, pro-Trump, um, pro-patriot groups gathered together in Olympia and a 200-member black-masked um, calendar protesters showed up and threw rocks at them. And then, but basically, the, the whole story was about how these Trump supporters were causing violence in Olympia. And I'm like, you didn't read, the, even in your own article, these black maze Antifa types uh, were the ones that threw rocks, the ones that responded. And this has been going on for about over four years now. And so, have you seen a... I guess improvement in relations at the cities where people are willing to say, you know, enough is enough because you see this all across this nation, but specifically here in the Northwest. I've, I've seen a huge change depending on the area. Um, and so, you know, in 2016, there were a lot of cities where the police are standing down over time. It started to um, become less and less because, uh, conservatives and so-called Trump supporters or whatever you want to call it, they weren't standing down. And so it put the pressure on the, the, the cities and it brought national attention and a lot of the mayors just couldn't handle it. And so they would actually have the police do their job. Seattle's a really good example. Seattle um, about 2016 and before, if you remember every single May day, they would have riots mm-hmm. and the police just let them do it. And Seattle had enough. And so, um, ever since then, Seattle's done a good job of like stopping the violence for the most part up until George Floyd happened. So George Floyd happened and that changed everything. Um, you know, it was a coordinated effort across the country for far left mayors or politicians to kind of let them just riot. And as, as bad as it is for the people who are victims to the violence, people who are victims to the uh, property crime and the damage. And um, it actually woke up a lot of people. I've never seen so many people in Portland hate Antifa than I've seen since George Floyd. Um, One of the benefits of not going into Portland as conservatives, um, constitutionalists or whatever you want to call it, uh, is that they see that Antifa is basically running around and just burning down the city and there's no conservatives around, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They see the hatred. You've seen situations where locals in Portland, you have the two grandmas like one was in a wheelchair, one was in a walker 
literally standing between Antifa and a building that they're trying to damage, and they just pour a bunch of paint on them. Just so disrespectful. And so I've seen um, the public perception with the left of Antifa uh, go down a lot, especially since George Floyd. Um, I will say this, so I think the reason why the perception has gone down is because for the most part on the West Coast, conservatives have kind of stayed out of those areas. Um, for me personally, I kind of have the uh, theory or the ideology now that we have to let these cities burn down. As hard as it may be, you can't change it until the culture understands that what they are pushing for, the ideology they're pushing for, will be the destruction of their city. And you see that, you know, you see that all over the West Coast. You see it in the Seattle. You see it in Olympia. Obviously, you see it in Portland. Um, Portland, I, I don't know how they're going to exist. I mean, they literally allow these criminals to run around, destroy property. Right? They just took over um, that red house down in Portland the mm -hmm. other day again, and they put up barriers around an entire block, and the neighbors are crying out for help, crying out for help from Wheeler, from the police, mm -hmm. but they won't give it. And so. Um, that's the ideology that they've been fighting for. That's the ideology that they want and they will get it until they learn their lessons and learn to do something different. There's something to, when you have tacit, um, basically where you have city governments, whether it be Wheeler or Durkin up in Seattle or the mayor in Olympia that basically condones the behavior, uh, looks the other way and doesn't enforce the law until it comes to roost at their own house. And to right. your point, you made a good point there. If, if you don't engage, you have to show people that, look, we're there to protect you, but if you don't want our protection, if we don't want to, us to show you the, the contrast, let's stay out. And then when sure. that comes home to roost, oftentimes they go, oh, we need to do something about this, whether it be Wheeler getting pepper sprayed or the mayor in Olympia, her house getting vandalized. So there isn't truth to that, but it's sad, isn't it? When you think about the 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 people that are, you know, basically welcoming this type of behavior and allowing it to happen. Uh, you have policy being pushed in Seattle where they're saying, hey, you know what? We're not, if you break the law, property crime, beat somebody up, do whatever, uh, but you do it because you have to pay the rent or get high or fix your addiction, then we won't prosecute. That's just inviting more of that. And that's the culture that we're seeing this, this develop in, don't you think? Yeah. And <laughs> the worst part is, the, is comparing like the way that they, if you look at the lockdowns, uh, like for example, um, Oregon just basically legalized all drugs. So you can shoot up in front of a restaurant right now, but you can't go in and eat food in a restaurant right now. So um, that's what's crazy to me right now. And also on top of that, in terms of letting these cities kind of burn down to the ground, not that I hope for it, but um, Jesus was kind of, the thing that he did, he never went to places where he wasn't wanted. And that, that took some maturing for me to understand that. He went where he was, uh, where people wanted to hear what he had to say. And so that's kind of been my new philosophy and, and, and activism and, and what I do um, is that I want to go places where people actually want to fight for freedom. You know what I mean? They actually want to fight mm -hmm. for limited government. They actually want to lower regulations. They want to lower taxes. They want to, um, they want to defy this lockdown like we saw in Mossy Rock. And so it's been so great for me personally, and I highly suggest everyone else to kind of um, – Focus on areas where you can do something positive. Um, it's so good to go into a city and have people, um, you know, pray and worship and um, promote freedom. And you can have a good experience. 
it's so much better where I literally used to, people used to spit on me like every single week and pepper spray me and assault me and um, just say some of the nastiest things in the world. And that really has an impact on your soul mm-hmm. to get so much negativity constantly. I know we're coming up on a break. He said, uh, Jesus said, uh, you know, shake off the dust of your feet, you know, right. You and stuff like that. So that's totally biblical. Go ahead, Mari. Sorry. I'm reminded of, I was reminded of the other scripture verse as well, where Jesus said that in the, or his hometown, he could do very small miracles of the unbelief. I think there's success where you go, where you're called to go as well. So when we come back from the break, I want to hear what gets you up in the morning and more about Mossy Rock as well. Do you think, Doug? Yeah. You know, Mossy Rock was pretty cool. I was down there. I got it. I had food. I bought food and it was, you know, it was an interesting uh, situation where you had, you know, a couple of thousand patriots just showing up to uh, say, hey, we're glad you're open. We're going to bring our money and we're going to vote with our our finances and we're going to support you. And I, I, I met people in the town and dude, they were like crying. They were just like, they were so happy. Anyways, we'll be right back. This is Doug Bassler and Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. This is Claire. Claire has a great business and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was all so confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. Then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at easyyoutubeads.com took care of all the details from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. Easyyoutubeads.com, no experience necessary. In a world where bugs and critters are rampant, they've come to take over your home, and they mean business. Time to move fast. Make your first call to Quality First Pest Solutions in a flash. Quality First Pest Solutions will stop what's bugging you. Rats fear me, insects know my name. I can take care of what's bugging you. Call today, 253-285-8601 and online at qualityfirstpestsolutions.com. When you want to take your business to the next level, nothing drives traffic and increases sales like TV advertising. And EasyTVSpots.com is your best choice for high quality, effective TV ads. Contact us today to learn how easy it is to reach thousands of your ideal prospects with targeted, addressable TV. Grow your sales, revenue, and profit the easy way with EasyTVSpots.com. Broadcast, cable, and online TV made easy. All right, two bells. It's round two. Doug and Marty taking on the world like we do every week. I uh, don't know why. I think it's because Marty's belligerent. Well, I am stubborn. This is Marty. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Doug. And we have our very special guest, Joey Gibson, with Patriot Prayer. And he's been, uh, you know, kind of sharing his uh, insight on on this this whole, um, I don't know what you would call it. Would you call it a resistance move, movement, Joey? I don't know what it is. I mean, it's hard to put a name on it. The, the lockdown changed everything for me personally and, and what I focus on. But yeah, I think it is a resistant movement and it's, it's encouraging people to be courageous and stand up and, and defy what you believe is immoral and unconstitutional. Yeah, I, I, this is a very deep question for you. I want to get too bad, but Doug and I, you know, we pray like almost almost every day um, together. We've been uh, doing this for several years now as friends. Uh, we kind of get what drives us. We feel like there's a calling upon our life. We want to make a difference in our family, leave it a legacy for our kids, but also understanding, you know, how important the political realm is and how it affects people's lives. And 
my personal call is I, I, I know with the church, the people that believe that are believers engaged in the political realm, there'd be salt and light, that things would be different, that we would be, actually have elections would be different, but also policies would be different. So that gets me going no matter what it is. So you've been involved starting from Patriot Prayer to where you're at now, out speaking, you're passionate, you're on fire for God type of guy. What gets you up? What's your, what's your calling, Joey? Yeah, so my calling that I believe in, as, as I start to mature, I start to understand it more and more. But uh, my thing is getting believers to really stand up and to just be courageous and to go out there and fight for justice. One of the biggest issues we have in America with believers is that they, they don't put value in being courageous. They don't put value in persecution. Persecution is without a doubt a blessing. It is hard, but obviously it is used by the devil to get people to stay silent. Um, but persecution, it, it really shows what you believe in and it inspires other people. If you take Jesus, for example, the persecution of Jesus is what inspires people today. It would be one thing for Jesus to just say, oh, I love you guys. And then to just, you know, live a, uh, an easy life where he wasn't where he wasn't put up on a cross. Right. But mm -hmm. the fact that he volunteered his life and he walked into the lion's den and he allowed these people who he loved to death. Right. Who he loved so much. He allowed them to torture him, put him through one of the worst ways that you can die, according to experts, one of the worst ways that you can die. For me, that speaks so loud. That's a declaration of his love for each and every single one of us. And so um, I think that as Christians in America, we are extremely weak. And I think that we have pastors that preach too much about not sinning, um, but they don't preach enough about being courageous. And mm -hmm. the, uh, the perfect example that I give, and, and this is, I, I literally talk about this like almost every other speech, but uh, the story about the rich young man who came up to Jesus and he said, father or teacher, I think he said, teacher, how do uh, I get to the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus said, follow the Ten Commandments. And he said, I have fallen the Ten Commandments since I was a child. And Jesus smiled and, and, and liked him and said, I have one more thing for you. I want you to go sell all your possessions and come and follow me. And so the rich young man, too afraid to let go of comfort, of his possessions, of you know, whatever it is, he was too afraid. He put his head down and walked away in shame. Mm -hmm. To me, that is like a perfect example right now. It doesn't matter how perfect you are. It doesn't matter. You can not sin your entire life like the rich young man. It doesn't mean anything if you're not willing to face your fears and go out there. Um, you know, Jesus asked each and every single one of us to do something that we're afraid of. It's going to be different, not He's not asking all of us to sell our possessions and just go follow him, like literally. Um, he's asking us to face our fears because the devil puts fears in our hearts to stop us from living our destiny. So that I think that has a huge part of what I do with my speeches um, and, and putting myself out there, um, kind of encouraging people to do the same thing. I love this. You know, Doug does, does as well. That's the reason I have Joshua 1-9 tattooed on my arm. The idea here is we, it's just a time of courage. We're called to be courageous all throughout scripture. God says, fear not because fear is the end the opposite of faith. And you're right. There's a time to, to have a backbone, to have a strength, to, to have trust. You know, there's a, a new song out there. I think it's Newsboys or whatever, but it basically says, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who saved my soul. 
Uh, Doug talks about being dying daily. It really comes down to that. What do you value the most? And you know, when other things are like, oh, do I lose this? I have a lot of pastor friends that are great pastors or they're great preachers, but they're afraid to preach the Bible. They're afraid to preach the truth because they might lose people. And it's like, ah, how do you live that way? And it's hard. And you have to die to that and say, no, it's about doing the yeah, will well, of God. We, we definitely you know? got to... Um, we definitely have to live for an audience of one. I mean, we got, we've got to live before the Lord. And if you're not living for the Lord, or you're living for anybody else. It's an idol. It's not, it's not healthy. It's not good. And God doesn't like rivals. And, you know, you look at uh, the gospel of John and it said that many of the priests, you know, believed in Jesus, but they, they didn't want to say anything because they loved the praise of men more mm-hmm. than the praise of God. Okay. So the, the Bible very, very directly and specifically deals with that. Okay. So let's move over to, um, let's move over to Mossy Rock. And I'm assuming that there's, there's a lot more coming like this, but Mossy Rock City Council voted to basically open the stores, right, Joey? Yeah, they, they courageously decided they're going to open up and, and defy Inslee. And um, obviously state agencies can still come in, which I'm sure they will. But the reason why this is important is because they're basically saying we're going to have nothing to do with any enforcement at all, um, which I think is very important. And so we basically wanted to celebrate them. We wanted uh, other cities to do the same thing. We want to inspire other businesses and celebrate them as being courageous leaders, which we're missing right now. And What's so, that too? I mean, the Tri-Cities had- is apparently talking about a vote as well to do the same thing over Pasco, Kennewick, because they're being encouraged by what happened in Mossy Rock and, and other restaurants are being encouraged by restaurants are staying open. So there's, there's starting, right, Doug? So this, yeah, yeah, it started with, uh, what was it, Spiffy's over there off of five, which is down near Mossy Rock. And, um, but, you know, Joey, when you were giving your speech in Mossy Rock, and um, for those of you that didn't get a chance to go, I actually did a live stream of that. So you can go on my, uh, go on Doug Bassler at Facebook and um, you can see it. But one of the things that you talked about was that we are voting for this extreme, uh, which unconstitutional authority that the governor has by our compliance. Yeah. And um, like I said, I never thought of that until Inslee said it and it changed me. I mean, he was so right. And people need to really think about that. Even if you literally voted for cult, for example, if you're complying with something that you know is immoral, that you know is unconstitutional, you are voting for Inslee and these unconstitutional mandates. And that really impacted me once I, I realized that. It almost, for me, it became a moral obligation for me to encourage other people to simply live their free lives, live their lives in a way that you know does not have a, a bad impact on your community. In fact, when you keep your business open, you're helping your community, right? You're bringing in money, you're giving people jobs, and you're helping um, this economy to stay open. And so I, I think that's something that uh, people need to really consider and think about. And with that too, like we've encouraged people, when the restaurants open, it's our duty as citizens to go patronize them, to go support this stand because um, where the political left has been in power across this nation, and they did it at the national level in 2016, weaponizing the IRS, or 20, before 2016. And then locally, they're using the LNI and DSHS to go after businesses. That's not their role. And so um, they need to be supported. When I just, people stand I, up, Marty, I just can't them. help but be excited about, you know, my patriotic duties to go eat out. I just, 
really think that right now. It's kind of just making me hungry to think about. I, I just wish there was more that would do it. And, um, but, you know, we've got to, I guess we need to make these people famous. So I, uh, I was talking to Glenn Morgan yesterday. He said Spiffy's got a fine, six, over $60,000 fine. He said they just tore it up. Mm-hmm. This tore it up. And so how do you, uh, Joey, how would you uh, expect, how would you want people to react to being fined? Yeah, so you got to appeal them. Um, you have fines all over the state of Washington that are being dropped. You have the judge that overturned a fine for the um, the gym in Yakima. So there's no basis for the fine. You have just this is actually breaking news. Yesterday, um, I spent some time in Tri Cities with Coco's Bartini. Went out there, rallied with them, bullhorning, um, did all kinds of stuff. That's a bar owner who refused to close down, um, and he got a $500 fine and a seven-day suspension the liquor board is actually the most important thing they went to focus on right now because they have the most power uh, but they gave him a 500 fine and a five-day suspension of his license now he has a lawyer who's working pro bono they just had the hearing yesterday and the liquor board was basically begging him to just pay some sort of fine um, they're like okay you won't pay 500 how about 400 how about 300 and they're like they just want him to admit guilt he refused to do it so now it's going to go in front of a judge this is a really big deal guys it's going in front of a judge, which judge is a good thing because they're getting outside of these, these agencies. Uh, but that hearing is going to be at the end of January. Now, because of his lawyer um, and him citing, asking where the, this is even constitutional, he gets to stay open for the next uh, month and a half until that hearing, and they cannot come in there and harass him. So we need people to push back as much as they possibly can, appeal everything. We have uh, L&I fines being overturned all over the state of Washington. You have the barber in Snohomish County. I think it's called Stag, that mm-hmm. the old grumpy patriot. <laughs> um, he had, a, I, I believe, like a, I don't know, I, I think it was like $79,000 fine from Bob Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been overturned. And so the thing is, is I say this all the time, most of the power that the state government has over us right now is our ignorance and us believing that they actually have the authority to do it. Um, And so we need to stop complying. We need to push back and appeal everything. And I'm here to tell you um, any business that is dealing with uh, legal issues because they're courageous enough to be open, uh, not just myself, but tons of people will come in and support you and make sure that you get the lawyer, make sure that you get the finances, make sure you get whatever you need in order to stay open. Wow, that's great. Is there a way to contact you? Uh, best way to contact me is on gibsonforfreedom.com. You can put in your cell phone in there. Uh, you can follow us on Telegram to see what we're doing because you know we're banned off of pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, but you know we have a long history of helping out these businesses, so our actions speak louder than our words. When you want to take your business to the next level, nothing drives traffic and increases sales like TV advertising. And EasyTVSpots.com is your best choice for high-quality, effective TV ads. Contact us today to learn how easy it is to reach thousands of your ideal prospects with targeted, addressable TV. Grow your sales, revenue, and profit the easy way with EasyTVSpots.com. Broadcast, cable, and online TV made easy.
National pest companies are big business with little results. You need a proven family-owned local company that cares about you. You need the Blue Mouse people. Quality first pest solutions. That's what you'll get. Quality first at a fair price and a safe, clean home for you and your family. Don't wait till the problem's great. Call today, 253-285-8601 and online at qualityfirstpestsolutions.com. This is Claire. Claire has a great business and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was all so confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. <gasps> then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at EasyYouTubeAds.com took care of all the details from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. EasyYouTubeAds.com. No experience necessary. You need pest-proof protection for your property. Time to call the Blue Mouse people. Time for quality first pest solutions. Your job isn't too big or small. Commercial or residential, quality first gets rid of the critters fast. You've got the problem. Here's the solution. Quality first pest solution. Call today 253-285-8601 and online at qualityfirstpestsolutions.com. All right, it's round three. Doug and Marty back at it, taking on the world. This is Doug Bassler. And still Marty McClendon, our very special guest, Joey Gibson. From Patriot, Patriot Prayer. So let's, I want to give that contact information again. You said gibsonforfreedom.com? Yeah, gibsonforfreedom.com. Uh, there's contact information on there. Even my personal cell phone is on there. And um, also, it's important for people, if they want to follow what we're doing, to download Telegram. Follow us on Telegram. It's uncensored. It's it's encrypted. It's the best way to follow us. And the directions are on the website. Great Telegram. I haven't heard of that one. So good. Good. I I learned something new today, Marty. There we go. Right. I know how hard headed I can be. So, uh, <laughs> actually, I try, to, yeah. I try to learn something new every day, uh, if possible. So um, now, so Joey Gibson, uh, Patriot Prayer. He's telling you. He's, he's asking you not to comply. Okay, now we know what that means for business people. That means they're going to have uh, struggles. We had this guy down in um, Graham with the fitness club down there in Graham. All of a sudden, they dropped the charges on him, mm -hmm. right? Now, my feeling is they did that because they don't want any more precedents. They knew they were going to lose. Is that what you think, Joey? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've seen... Um... I think that's the biggest reason why they keep dropping fines. They keep dropping criminal charges. Um, they had, they tried to do that in Vancouver, Washington. They tried to charge Kelly Carroll uh, for opening up early. And she was the first to be criminally charged in the state of Washington. And basically you had like, we had like 800 people show up in front of the sheriff's department asking him to protect her. We were rallying like crazy. We raised her legal funds within 24 hours. We put up a huge fight and the community was so upset and angry that they just dropped the charges because they're like, this is this is a losing battle. Like, I think that they're trying to just warm us up to this, you know, get us used to it. Then they can start being more aggressive. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think. Basically, whether it's the L&I, the health department, the liquor board, or whether it's a prosecuting attorney is trying to bring criminal charges. When the lawyers ask, what law are you basing this off of? They have no answers. 
right? They have mm-hmm. no legal grounds. And so um, that's why I'm saying we have to challenge it. We have to. And all business owners out there or whoever you may be, I want to say the simple fact. And the fact is, is that if you continue to comply, they will not stop. They will not stop. People naturally believe that, oh, we'll just wait it out, wait it out, wait it out. That, that's not their goal right now. Their goal isn't to get through some COVID, you know, um, flu season or whatever it may be. Their goal is to keep taking to garner more power mm-hmm. so that we accept it and then we don't ever go back. And if we don't open up, I've said this a million times, it's very important for people to understand this. If we don't open up, this economy will be destroyed and you have the big corporations that will continue to thrive like Walmart, Amazon. They've grown by 30% in the last, just in 2020. They will rule this country. The middle class will be destroyed and we will all be on welfare. We will beg this government to give us bread. And at that point, at that point, we will do, we'll be slaves to this government. And so, like I said in the speech in Mossy Rock, the consequences of complying are far greater than the consequences of not complying. Couldn't agree more. You know, um, let's let's move the conversation over to the local church. Mm. Well, I, what, are you, what are you thinking about the local thir- church? Before Joey? we go there, oh, it's one thing here. Joey's exactly right. For our listeners out there, not to be scary, but to be aware. This is conditioning all of us to allow government to control our lives even more and more. It's not about uh, using fear to allow us to, to give up our constitutional, our freedoms, and they don't give them back. And the old saying that you give them an inch, will take a mile. This is true with government everywhere for all, all of history. The more we allow government to overstep their boundaries, to remove your opportunities and tell you what you can and can't do, where you can and cannot go, um, the more it will keep on happening. So be encouraged that and we're not trying to scare you. We're just trying to tell you that now is the time. If you don't fight now, we won't have a chance to fight later. And then to Doug's point. And, and if church, it is a, it, yeah, if it is a dress rehearsal, then we're failing, you know, because we should, if it, if this isn't it, then we're demonstrating that, oh, well, we might as well just do it, you know, and, and that's kind of a classic military strategy, right? If you, if you do a, a, a faint attack, you know, a, a diversionary attack and it's successful, what do you do? You press it, you press the attack mm-hmm. and that's what they're doing. They're pressing their attack. So, Hey, wow, they're going for it. Let's, let's keep pressing the, let's go farther. Let's extend this thing out to, to December 14th. Oh, that's let's extend it out to January 4th. Let's extend it out to, you know, 2029. I don't know, but uh, I want to go back to the, the question of the churches because, you know, our churches are in the uh, one of the, few, I guess you could say, quote, businesses, unquote, that are constitutionally protected. So what's your thought on that, Joey? Well, I think every business should be constitutionally protected, but um, I guess you're asking me. Should they be open too? Should they be saying, forget your, forget your regulations? Okay. So here's the issue. Um, You had several churches that basically accepted loans after the lockdown from, for example, uh, Washington state government, even the federal government. And they signed a contract basically saying that that loan is forgivable if they follow all the executive orders set forward by Inslee or your governor, whatever state that you're in. Don't tell me the amount was 30 pieces of silver. Silver. (laughs) Exactly. 
you know, let's this see, is on the open market. That's gosh, that's gotta be like 500 bucks. It's, it's biblical, but you're talking about, you're literally talking about these, some of these small churches getting hundreds of thousands of dollars and it's all out in the public. You can look it up and you can see what church and how much money they got. We looked it up in Clark County and it was really disappointing to see that because, you know, that's a, a big part of their motivation. Um, so yes, I do believe that churches should open up, um, once we realize that this virus is not what they said it was when they said 2 million people are going to die. Um, once they realize the truth, then they should open up. They should be courageous. Like I said, pastors and preachers need to be the most courageous people in our society. They need to be the most bold. They need to be the ones that everyone looks up to. They need to be the ones like what we saw during the revolutionary war. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so unfortunately, like I said, we've had no persecution in this country. And so when you don't have any persecution, it kind of allows anybody to preach the gospel. Right. Um, but when there's more persecution, uh, people start to fold when it's hard to the word, you're not going to have as many people. Preach. And, um, this is what I've, I've been telling people. This is why the lockdown has been good because it's exposed the pastors and preachers, the weak ones, the ones who folded like that with barely any pressure at all, it exposed them and it allowed people to search out for new pastors, for new preachers. And so right now I think what we're going through um, is kind of like, it's like a filter. Um, We're kind of going through all the weak ones and now we're seeing the strong ones rise up, the ones who are um, going up against the government, the people who, uh, the pastors who are willing to get arrested right? The pastors mm-hmm. who are willing to deal with the consequences. Um, I think <laughs> this, this is just kind of a funny thing, but I think it was really genius and funny. And he did a good job of exposing the um, Newsom in California. They basically are allowing strip clubs to open up, but not churches. And so he <laughs> opened up a family friendly <laughs> strip, <laughs> strip church, I guess. Yep. And so yep. the pastor got up there and did his little strip. And well, it's funny, but he exposed it. You know what I mean? He stood mm-hmm. up, he exposed it. He found a creative way to get his message out there. Well, we've already been seeing this, Dave. If you protest, it's protected. But if you have a rally or a church, you can. So I've seen some churches do, we're doing a protest. And it's the same thing. It's, it's you know, this is a game. You know, we understand that, that small businesses, families, churches know what's best for their community. They can keep them safe. They can put protocols in place, but they should be open. They should encourage others. When they don't, um, they're not only complying, but they're encouraging others to do the same thing. So this 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 heaviness of fear, and to your point, the Patriot Prayer, the 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 Black Robe Regiment, there there's there was a remnant even there in the Revolutionary War of people that had the backbone that, that knew, but it cost you something. And Doug says this all the time, right? It costs something. When it costs something, you're willing to die for it, right? Um, when it doesn't if cost you if it doesn't to, cost you something, it's not worth anything. That's right. You know, that's what Joey was saying. If it doesn't cost you anything to preach, then anybody can preach. Let's go preach, right? Mm-hmm. But when you when you start to to uh, take heat for it, so you know, you can't say there was never persecution because I was arrested as a street preacher in 1997, put in a police car, and had to go through six months of trials and things like that. And that was, of course, in the lovely Rose City down there in Oregon. Um, but it, it, you know, persecution has been there if you find it. And any, anybody that, that seeks to li- live a godly life in Christ Jesus, the Bible says, will suffer persecution. So it is there. But it, I think you're right. 2020 is a, a defining moment 
It's allow, it's giving people a chance to, to be strong or to be weak. You know, Pastor Stott over at Seattle Revival Center said, hey, we're going to be open. We're going to let people sing. We're going to have a band. He, and he talked about what they had people in their church get COVID and they tried to get all this contact tracing and do all this stuff. And you have to do this and that. And he's like, show me the law. So they gave him a bunch of uh, gobbledygook, sent it to the lawyer. The lawyer just laughed, said, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do any of this. There's no law in this. And um, so he just said, you know, they violated our trust. And so we're not going to trust them anymore. And we're going to have church. And, uh, you know, I was like, wow, this is, this is a good, you know, it was a long video, but it was worth watching. Um, so, you know, that's one of the things that, that we like about you, Joey, is that you're, you're willing to do what it takes to, to stand up for, for what you believe in and, and, for, and really not just what, what, what you believe in, but what's right, what's true. You're standing up for the Constitution way more than the criminal who currently oper- uh, occupies the governor's mansion. Yeah, I think I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, well, let's hold that thought because we're going to go to a commercial. We're talking to Joey Gibson with Patriot Prayer. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. Right back. When you want to take your business to the next level, nothing drives traffic and increases sales like TV advertising. And EasyTVSpots.com is your best choice for high quality, effective TV ads. Contact us today to learn how easy it is to reach thousands of your ideal prospects with targeted, addressable TV. Grow your sales, revenue, and profit the easy way with EasyTVSpots.com. Broadcast, cable, and online TV made easy. National Pest Companies are big business with little results. You need a proven, family-owned, local company that cares about you. You need the Blue Mouse People. Quality first, pest solutions. That's what you'll get. Quality first at a fair price and a safe, clean home for you and your family. Don't wait till the problem's great. Call today, 253-285-8601 and online at qualityfirstpestsolutions.com. This is Claire. Claire has a great business and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was all so confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. Then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at EasyYouTubeAds.com took care of all the details from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. EasyYouTubeAds.com, no experience necessary. In a world where bugs and critters are rampant, they've come to take over your home and they mean business. Time to move fast. Make your first call to Quality First Pest Solutions in a flash. Quality First Pest Solutions will stop what's bugging you. Rats fear me, insects know my name. I can take care of what's bugging you. Call today, 253-285-8601 and online at qualityfirstpestsolutions.com. There it is, the saddest sound in radio. Fourth and final round. Only one more round to go, Marty. I'm so sad. Only one more. This is Doug Bassler. (laughs) This is Marty McClendon. You know, once again, I know we're near the end of the show, last segment with Joy Gibson. This is Christmas week we're coming up on. So not just shopping, but really, um, we always talk about the reason for the season, but still. In the midst of all, be thankful for what you have. Be thankful that we can pray and God's still in control, still on the throne. 
that we are fighting. He's raising up patriots. He's raising up warriors around the world to go to the gates of heaven. You've seen all across this nation, people praying more more than they ever have uh, for this season. So there are some good things that come out of this. Like Joey said, it's sharpening us, right? Sharpening iron, sharpening iron. So, yeah. So Joey was going to share a story. I just shared my uh, Seattle Revival Center story. Um, yes, yeah, so I was thinking about this the other day about the, let's talk about the fear of death for, uh, for a second here. So, um, this has a lot to do with COVID and, and, uh, believers and non-believers. I've been thinking about this a lot lately and I literally, cause I have no doubt in the existence of God. Like, I don't even remember the last time that I even questioned it. And it's not because I've been brainwashed. It's not because, um, like, People just told that to me over and over again. Like, I've just seen him. I've seen his power. I've seen his influence. I've seen, I've had the connection. I've, you know, there's times where you pray and it's just overwhelming. Um, and so because of that, I have absolutely no fear of death at all. None. Um, my fears are living a life that's worthless. My fears mm-hmm. are something much bigger. And I think that um, a fear of death, is having a lot to do with right now and, and uh, what's happening in our country with COVID. Think about these people who are willing to give up the most beautiful thing in the world, which is our constitution or freedom or um, the, the right to make your own decisions for you and your family. I mean, with, with a world filled with so much oppression for um, you know thousands and thousands of years, we have this, this country, we have the right to be free. And these people want to give up everything simply because they're afraid to die, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think people think about that enough. You also have believers or Christians that are also afraid to die. So I think that if people really, believers are specifically, if they really focus on their fear of death and they question why are they afraid to die and they really think about it and they really get to the, the, the foundation of it, the heart of it, once you can get over that fear. Once you actually put your faith in God, where you're willing to take everything that this world can throw at you, your priorities will be set straight. For me, liberty is more important than living. So it is liberty or death for me. I would do everything within my power to fight for what is right, for justice, for truth, especially when it comes to you know, having children and then future generations after that. I'll do whatever it takes because I know that me dying means absolutely nothing to me because I know that my soul, my spirit continues forward. Now you have a lot of people who think that they don't believe in God. They call themselves atheists or whatever it may be, which is almost impossible, but they call themselves atheists and their main concern is just surviving. And so you kind of have to have empathy for these people, these people who run around and they report businesses, they yell at people for not wearing masks, they have high anxiety, they um, are uncomfortable in their lives, they're lost and they're confused. And so I think that's the battle that you have right now in this country. You have people um, who would rather see their children be free and die than to just live a a longer life. I personally, I personally would rather see a free country for my children, even if that meant obviously dying tomorrow or however soon it may be. I would much rather see that. I would give everything for that than to just have this false sense of security 
my concern is that my children have to live under a government like China. And that is the direction that we are going. That is the, that was without a doubt. Um, things have escalated so much in 2020. I mean, we can be like China within six months easily. If you look at Hong Kong, Hong Kong, I was in Hong Kong um, less about a year ago and Hong Kong had, was free at that time. I was walking around with American flag. I was in front of a Chinese um, military complex with the American flag. I was exercising my right to speak against China in Hong Kong. Now, because of COVID, they used COVID, they went in there, took away, cleared the streets, no protesters, they passed a national security law. Now you will get arrested for speaking out against China. They will put you in a bus and they will ship you to China right now and put you in a concentration camp. That's what COVID is about right there. And it's because people were afraid to die. That's it. And so they bent the knee and they gave it. They gave away everything. Now, of course, one little joke there would be, did you see Hunter Biden while you're over there in China or Hong Kong? <laughs> no, no, okay. unfortunately. Maybe different different circles there. He was on the other side of the line. He was exactly in the military right. installation planning the demise of everybody but himself. But right. he'll end up in the same camp probably yeah. Next to you, Marty. Right, probably next to me. Uh, it's funny because, like you said, not afraid to die, but I know where I'll be when I die. But it's about what you say. It's like, what did you do with what I gave you? Opportunity, placement. Lord, I want to be able to say, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, the idea that, you know, you've given blessings and opportunity in this greatest nation on God's green earth. Did you protect it? Did you fight? Did you do everything you could to, to make sure that your kids and grandkids had the same level of freedom? Um, but yeah, being a, yeah, being afraid to die is is really being afraid to live right. you know there's a million ways to die there's there's a billion ways to die and you know you can you know your armageddon could be at the next traffic stop for crying mm -hmm. out loud right so why would you you know well i better not drive then well i better not you know i better not use plastic bags in my house i bet you know i mean there's a million ways to kill yourself i think it's more than that too too especially in this nation where we're so blessed they're not just afraid to die. They're afraid to be ridiculed or to be said something mm -hmm. bad about or lose their popularity or whatever it may be. We're such a cancel culture. They're afraid to lose, whether it be finances or position or status. And just yesterday in Luke 7, I read the story where the, the prostitute um, cried and wiped Jesus' feet with her hair and then anointed his feet with oil. And that just struck me. Here's someone who had no reason, no business being in the house, but understood the gift that Jesus was giving. And she was willing to humble herself and do that. And just, uh, just, I think that is a, a picture that is rare anymore, but that's where we need to be. You know, it's, we are so blessed, but it's all his, right? Yeah. So good, yeah. brother. So good. You know, and, and you think about the, the, the parable of the, you know, you talked about the parable of the talents, but what about the parable of the 10 virgins, right? They got mm -hmm. five, they all got lamps. Everybody's got lamp but only five were smart enough to bring some oil, right? To take, to take a, a, the preparation necessary in case he delayed, you know, we had for, for years, there was all this left behind and, you know, the rapture and all that mentality. And it's almost like the Christian church retreated from every area of government, business, education, all these different areas of society. And now we've got what we've got. We've got, you know, basically if you go into downtown Seattle, or if you saw this, this thing that uh, they did on Como, last week. I mean, it's, it's literally like walking into Beirut or hell or something down there. And so, you know, that's not loving. That's not caring. When you, when you give people the drugs to kill themselves, mm -hmm. how is that, you know, they're more loving than God, 
but you know, that's what they want to tell you. And yet look at the, the fruit of it. So I just so appreciate you, Joey, that you're, you like what you said that impacted me the most today is just this, I don't want to live a life that doesn't matter. And so, you know, having a life that matters. So I just want you to just, you know, for the next minute or two, just speak directly to our audience, encourage them to be strong, encourage them to be bold, whatever you, whatever's on your heart, brother. Yeah, I would say, uh, like I said earlier, face your fears. And I'll give a quick example here. It's the easiest way for people to understand what I'm talking about. Um, I, I'm a public speaker. It's my weapon. God bless me with the ability to speak. And I'm thankful for it. I, I thank him every single day. But what people don't understand is my biggest fear in my entire life, other than spiders, was public speaking. And so um, God had pushed me to give a, a speech, my first speech in 2016, October. That's a whole long story. I won't get into that. But I finally decided I'm going to give that speech. And the devil put the biggest fear in my life. Um, each day we got closer to the rally, my first rally, my first speech. I got more scared, more scared, more scared. And uh, when you go up to the rally about five minutes before the rally was going to start, I like, oh, I literally went across the street and was just going to run away. So my life could have gone one of two directions at that point. If I would have um, followed my fear, right, then mm -hmm. I would have ran and I would have never found my calling. But I decided to face my fear, um, sweating, scared in ways that I can't explain. And I went up there, started my speech. And within a few minutes, I had this overwhelming feeling like this is what God brought me here for. Like I found my destiny and it was one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had in my life. And it took me on a journey that I would have never thought that I'd be on, like, you know, just to be here right now, just to be talking to you guys. And so that's all because I faced my fear. And so everyone listening, I would highly suggest that you just, you go out there and, and figure out. What is it that the devil is trying to stop you from finding about yourself? What destiny does God have for you? Um, but you're allowing fear to stop you. That's so good. It's good. Gibsonforfreedom.com. It's got a bunch of nice information. You can follow Joey Gibson on Telegram. Uh, do you have events uh, all the time? How often do you guys do events? I would say about maybe once every other week. Um, it depends what's going on. So a couple of right. months, maybe. Yeah. Right now we have, uh, we do have an event December 24th. We're in the middle of a lawsuit because they, they tried banning worship singing. So we have an event December 24th at 2 PM in front of the East precinct, Vancouver police station in Vancouver, Washington. If anyone wants to show up. Great. Christmas Eve, sing along, yep. go yep. sing, go, go rejoice. Well, um, so great. We're looking for, for uh, more. I, I don't know. There, I don't think that this is going to end on January 4th. Do you? No. It's going to go <laughs> on until, until we stop it. We're gonna, it's going to go on until we stop it. So, you know, uh, the Constitution says that all political power resides in the people. So that means we're the boss, right? That's right. 100%. So and we've the consent a, we, of the government. We've got to stop consenting by our abdication. Come on. Yeah. So good. So Gibson for Freedom dot com uh just jumped on there myself i'm gonna sign up and you know i i think that more than ever uh this is a call and uh I, you know just want to honor you joey for the example you're setting that you know we can stand up we can be men we can be women of god um it it you know it will cost you something but you know it doesn't it's not anywhere near the cost of doing nothing that's right right so uh now's the time marty and i've been talking about courage 
all year since January, and we didn't even know in January that this was going to happen. Didn't we, <laughs> right Marty? On. It was so funny. We were like, "This is going to be the year of courage and the year exactly right. of courage." Um, we must have been prophetic, brother. Either that or pathetic. Depending <laughs> on who you ask, right, brother? So, yeah. anyway, I hope I hope that uh, you have an absolutely fantastic Christmas, Marty and Joey. Thank you, Doug. I think uh, you know it's going to be. Uh, it's always good, right? Uh, what did uh, what did uh, what's his name Lou tell Mayor Mayhu? You can't hurt Christmas, <laughs> so don't let <laughs> don't let Inslee or anybody hurt your Christmas. And uh, and then I guess we can come back next week and talk about New Year. Sounds good. That sounds great. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, thanks for being with us. So this is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, this is Doug and Marty versus the world. God bless and God bless America. Merry Christmas.